Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. Got my lovely co-host, great friend of mine, mm. Thank you. Mr. Eli Libby. And we're uh, we're here with another episode. Once again, another thought leader uh, that we're interviewing, having a great conversation with, uh, that we're really excited about, and a topic that we're always exploring. Um, and, and I feel like we talk about a lot and oh, have gone to events and Can't read books wait. and mm-hmm. um, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. If you're not awake yet, Make sure to wake it, up it's, it's because about our next guest is waking up the world. We're really excited Cannot about wait. this. Um, so we'd like to welcome Tammy Simon. She's a cow or she's a founder of Sounds True, one of the world's leading wisdom-based multimedia companies whose mission is to wake up the world. Sounds True publishes groundbreaking authors and teachers with topics ranging from mindfulness, neuroscience, psychology, trauma therapy, and way more. She also founded the Inner MBA, a collaborative effort between Sounds True, LinkedIn. Wisdom 2.0 and Mindful NYU to train the next generation of conscious business leaders by teaching them the inner skills required to for success in today's business and work environment. So, Tammy, welcome to the Biz Bros welcome podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be with the Biz Bros. Yay, we're here. Yep, it's great to have you here. We're honored yes. that you jumped on our podcast and hopefully, you know, teaching us a, th- a mm-hmm. thing or two. I'm sure you're going to, and, and hopefully, help our uh, listeners yes. wake up a bit. They are excited. Absolutely. So, well, as we dive in, we'd love to learn and our listeners would love to learn a little bit more about your background, how you got to where you are today and just fill us in who you sure. are. That sure. sure. I'll try to keep it brief. You know, it's one of those stories you could, it's like an accordion. It could, it could get really big or, but I'll just really keep cool. it, keep it mid-sized, which oh. is I started Sounds True when I was just 22 years old as someone who had dropped out of college didn't have any business background, but felt called and felt very clear about disseminating spiritual wisdom. That was my mandate as a young person. And I've been at this for 36 years now. And Sounds True is based in Boulder, Colorado. We have 150 employees and we publish books, also have published thousands of audio teaching programs. So back in 1985, when I started the company, that's when books on tape were just starting. And we published lectures and uh, talks by spiritual teachers. Uh, uh, And then we expanded into online learning and uh, events and certification programs. We have an audience of over 2 million people that have opted in to be part of our uh, email community. And yeah, that's what we're up to. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Tammy, what was the spark? What was the spark behind you following that mandate that you talked about? Yeah. Well, right. So the spark hit a pile of hay Mm. that was filled with gasoline. Oh, oh and the gasoline was you ready for this? Uh, my my despair, uh, my despair, uh, oh. my okay. angst, my sense of not fitting in, my right. sense of being given so much in terms of my own education and opportunities and a family that supported me. Right. But I didn't know like how could I make a contribution? Was I going to make a contribution? Basically, was I going to become an adult that could uh, be employed in some way, because at the Mm. time I was unemployable. And my father died when I was 21 years old, and I received a small inheritance, which was $50,000. But, you know, this was back in 1984, so Mm. that would be like $200,000 today. And to me at that age, 21, 22, it was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And 
I was interviewing someone because I had this interest in learning, even though I dropped out of college, I was interviewing uh, spiritual teachers in Boulder for our local community radio station. This is way before podcasts were around. We're back. We're back. This is before the internet. Okay. So this is community radio. And I'm uh, interviewing someone and I mentioned to him, I have this money. Uh, he and I were talking uh, in preparation for the show and he had a symbol on his uh, window, which was a yin-yang symbol with a dollar sign through the center of it. Wow. Okay, pretty weird. It said yeah. transformational economy. So I thought I could talk to him. And I said, I don't know what to do with this money. And he said, why don't you put the money into yourself? Uh -huh. And I was like, great idea. But like me and myself, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Like that's the whole point. You know, <laughs> that's the hay filled with despair. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, And he looked at me and he said, Tammy, you know what you want to do. Come back in three days and we'll talk about it. Oh. And when I walked out of his office, literally upon walking out of his office, that's when I, I heard this, you could call it an inner voice or I don't know what you want to call it, but I heard disseminate spiritual wisdom and it went gabooey. And I knew that's what I was going to do. And I think it speaks for a moment to the power of giving people permission when we do that. And it also speaks to the power of the, the really the soaking mm -hmm. image that I'm using is that I was really sincere. I really wanted to do something useful with myself and I was kind of putting mm -hmm. it out. And finally this answer came. Wow. Oh my gosh. I that is amazing. Chills. That I, is amazing. I love, I mean, I don't know how divine intervention, however you want to put it. Mm -hmm. I, I love moments like that when you find something at the moment you didn't think you were looking. Yep. And it just hit you, and it was just like the perfect timing, and, mm -hmm. and everything fell in place. So we learned a little bit about Sounds True and, and your story. Could you kind of fill us in on the inner MBA, and then we'll kind of dive sure, in. sure. So here we are. We've been publishing books, audio programs, as I described, but we've never really been in the business space. Mm -hmm. okay. But one of the things that I started seeing at first, it was, oh, emotional intelligence at work. That's a really big deal. And then what really got my attention mindfulness mm. at work. Mm. Companies are bringing in mindfulness trainers because they know that if we can become more aware of our thoughts and emotions, instead of being identified with our thoughts and emotions, that we're gonna be a lot more effective, we're gonna be more collaborative, we're going to be more creative, we're going to be less reactive, that there are all of these benefits to establishing a mindfulness practice. And I could see, oh, the business world is, here I'm going to use the word, waking up mm -hmm. to the value of these wisdom practices and wisdom teachings, the wisdom practices and teachings that we've been publishing for the last three plus decades. And that's where it became apparent that there was an opportunity to create a training program that would take the three decades of relationships that we had built with wisdom teachers, bring in CEOs yep. like Rose Macario, formerly the CEO of Patagonia, yeah. and Justin Kahn from Twitch, wow. and uh, now Bracken Daryl from Logitech. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, uh, a woman named Lorna Davis, who was previously the CEO of Danone, wow. uh, and, we're, you know, huge companies, billion dollar companies, people who operated with 
these wisdom principles right at the core of their own personal life, of the teams and the collaborative practices that they introduced at their companies, and CEOs who found creative ways to put this into their operation, into how they structure their business, the yeah. uh, social good that their business creates. So there's a part of the inner MBA combining these CEO storytelling sessions with wisdom teachers, with conscious business trainers. Oh and people God. go through a nine month intensive online journey as part of a community with people from all around the world to have a deep immersion. And really the goal is that when you're done with the program, you are a different human being. Yep. So it's not just that you learned these things and you heard these things and you met some friends, like that's all good, but you changed. And you, you did some really deep personal work over the nine months. Wow. That is amazing. I don't know where to go from that. Yeah, it sounds like something uh, right up. Do. Early. Um, we've definitely, I think, invested in ourselves as well. And we are very mindful, not only in our personal lives, but in the business lives. And we try and transcend that into the culture at our current company. But I think some of the stuff that you said about these large billion dollar companies bringing that mindfulness in and using it like kind of to a competitive advantage. I think that is shaping today's modern business environment. Totally. And I think you have a couple of the topics that we saw too, but a couple of those topics I really do think define the modern day business CEO. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because we can talk about it in terms of competitive advantage. And I do oh. think when it comes to attracting talent, Mm -hmm. It's a competitive advantage. I think when it comes to having a halo on your brand that's genuine, that's not performative and surface, but, oh, these people are really walking their talk at that company. Yeah. You know, yeah. look what happens when you read the social media reports, when you talk to ex-employees, et cetera. And, you yeah. know, words out, you can't keep a secret totally. anymore. So I think uh, there is a competitive advantage, but I want to make a slightly different point, if that's okay which is oh. it's fulfilling. Mm. It's fulfilling. Mm. It makes a person feel when you're working in an environment like that, when your heart is engaged with the people you work with, with the work you're doing, when there's a service component to what you're doing, there is a quality of uh, fulfillment and kind of honesty with yourself. I don't know how else to put it. You feel good about yourself and your life and your contribution and your relationships. And that's worth a whole heck of a lot. I, I feel like it's kind of like if you can give employees so they can feel worth and inclusion, yeah. it'll help that mindfulness. I, I know that's all I, you know, that's what everybody wants as a mm -hmm. human. They just want to feel their worth and they want to feel included. And I feel like if you teach them that mindfulness mm -hmm. to help others feel that way, it, it's just a community effect. That's It's a ripple effect throughout your whole company. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, different uh, people join the MBA for different reasons. So some people are founders and entrepreneurs. Other people are managers. Other people are coaches. Mm -hmm. All different kinds of people. But, you know, I got a lot of questions in the beginning from people who said, well, you know, look, my company's not like this. Like, you know, you, you sound so... Uh, you know, benevolent, Tammy, and isn't that wonderful for you and your little Boulder company? But where I work, it's not like that. And what we heard from so many of the different trainers and CEOs were, where can you have influence in your company? Mm -hmm. 
Who can you have influence with? Your state of mind is contagious. What's your state of mind? What's your state of being? Are you an enthusiastic, right. grateful, uplifting, creative person who's bringing out the best with the yep. people that you work with each day, even if you can't control other parts? Like, focus on what you can control. And right. I think that's it was a very powerful message for people. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I, I do believe as CEOs, we've had a couple other podcasts as well where you mentioned and touched on something is as CEOs, you are the leader and everybody's following you and following your lead. Right. So if you represent and bring out that good culture, that good mindset, it should be contagious, like you just said. So I to we totally believe in that and we try and do that every day. Right. Well, and the other thing is you are contagious whether you realize it or not. And I'm not trying to get into any kind of virus metaphors here or anything like that. But what I mean is whatever your state of being is, everybody's feeling it. Everybody Absolutely. gets it. Even if you don't say a word, even if you don't think they are, they are, we feel each other. You know, that's what our mirror neurons are doing. They're attuning Ooh. in ways to each other. And that way, if you uh, pick yourself up, you will just have, even if you never talk about it, people will be like, what's going on with that person? I need to talk to them. You know, th you're the person people gravitate to when they suddenly are looking for a listening ear. It, it's like, the first five seconds that the leaders walk into the office and their attitude and their step and, and whatever they're, mm -hmm. they're saying and the energy they're putting off is going to set the day for the whole company. Everybody's look, looking and staring at the co-founders to see how their first five seconds are. Yeah. Coming in with tension, stress, they're coming in happy saying, this is a great day to have a great day. You know, what are the, what are they dealing? And it's only, it's, it's everyone, you don't have to say a word and they can feel it. But you have to be aware yes. of that going in. Yes. I think that's the mindfulness part. As co founders, yeah. you need to be aware of, okay, how am I feeling today? If I'm feeling bad, then I need to try and put off this aura that I'm right. I'm, I'm feeling great. And because everybody's really following that. Yeah. You make a great, great point, and I'll just tag along to it. One of the CEOs in the program is a gentleman named Steve McAdam, who was the CEO for over 13 years of a company called Enpro, which is a manufacturing company that was committed to a dual bottom line. They're a public company public company, financial bottom line and human flourishing. That's the language that they used. And he said, it's not just the leader's state of mind, but it's the leadership, the leader's level of human development, the mm. leader's commitment to growth and learning, and that a leader actually has a growth imperative that if you're not growing, if you're not learning, if you're not pushing your own edges and improving, Love you it. will create a ceiling for the growth of your company. Yes. Yes. That's wow. I, I have a couple of questions. Mark, no that. I know we're, not, yeah. we're kind of jumping off the topic yeah, it's fine. here, but it's good how do you instill in your, in, in employees from a leadership perspective, how do you instill that flourishing? So that they, they yeah. feel, that they feel like that there is, there's opportunity in their role and opportunity in their position. How do you, how do you guys um, sure. consult Right. The founders and the and the leaders to bring in and get that that human flourishing that other bottom line. How do you do that to to the to the team members? Mm. Yeah, well, this is also something that Steve McAdam helped me understand and articulate in a deeper way, because part of what he said is people know if you're doing something for them that's instrumental, like you're caring for them, but really you're caring for them because you want them to work harder, or you know, like you really just are kind of trying to get more out of them, and you're caring for them. And right. that's not human flourishing. What human flourishing is you care about people because you care about them. Right. Like you actually, you actually, you actually care. 
because <laughs> we're hu we're real. humans. You yeah. know, we're humans, and we kind of can't help. Like sometimes I would joke, like if you stuck me in a small room with any animal practically, and I don't know, I shouldn't probably take this metaphor too far, but we would end up becoming friends. You know what I mean? Because it's just the two of us in this room, you know, and we're going to become friends. And it's kind of the same with humans. Like we actually, if you just let yourself be in that part of you that sometimes we think we're not supposed to bring to work, right. which is that part of us that uh, really has warmth for other human beings, really wants them to do well. And I think it all starts there because you can come up and each culture is different and sure. you can come up with all kinds of policies and initiatives and different kinds of things. But the question is, are you attuned to yeah. these other people? Are mm -hmm. you actually sensitive to them? Mm. Do, you, do you care if they're happy and flourishing right. or not? And even, you know, there's a, a woman named Michelle Maldonado and she's one of the faculty members in the program. She's a, a business trainer who's also now running for public office in Virginia, which is really interesting. But uh, Michelle talked about how she, even before she got into being a business trainer, she was working in a corporate environment and her team always did the best and performed the best, had the greatest results financially. And people would say, what's going on, Michelle? How come your team's so happy and excited? And she's like, uh, I actually really care about each member on my team. And I ask them, what about the work's exciting to you? And if there's nothing about the work that's exciting to them, maybe we need to find what is exciting for you. And let me care about what is exciting for you. Even if you stay in your job, what are you excited about? Because I care about you. Right. And it's just an interesting thing to let yourself care. 100%. Ties in probably really well with empathy as a leader, having a, a strong mm -hmm. empathy. And then I think you, you talk a lot about emotional intelligence as well. I know that's veering off the topic, but I think that is a big part of having emotional intelligence and understanding and getting a nice feeling for the room. When you walk into the room, how is this person feeling? Oh, they're not having a good day. Care on so, them, love on them a little bit. Yeah, call afterwards. Just say, hey, you looked a little glum. What's going on? You know, what's yeah. going on with you? Is everything okay? You know, I know I noticed this, I noticed that. You yeah. know, I think, you know, in a way, this is all like so elementary. So why are we saying it? And I think the reason we're saying it is that uh, at least I entered a business framework of mm. the conventional society that said something like, put on your armor. And I, you know, I know you're a feeling woman, Tammy, but that's not really how you perform and make money and succeed. The way you succeed is with this other thing and that your emotions are actually going to make this all more complicated. So leave them out. But yet our emotional intelligence, our emotional capacity, our emotional resonance, as the words we're using, empathy, attunement, we have to be able to say, you know, guess what? I need my emotions. When I'm yep. angry, that's an important signal to me that there's some kind of boundary that I need to express or communicate. Something's wrong here. My anger, now how you express it and being skillful with it, of course, right. is important. Uh, but you need to know what's going on with your emotions and what they're telling you. Absolutely. I, it, I, I have a hard time speaking just because it's, it's, it's just so just eye-opening for so many people and yep. just things that we try to practice. And I can imagine you guys have some amazing breakthroughs that you yeah. guys witness. Oh, that's a good point. And, and see people transform in different ways, whether it's the leaders or the team members or however it may be. How do you guys help people that need breakthroughs that 
are very defensive and they're like, this ain't for me. I'm not about this coach sure. boss. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this to me? I don't like this kind of stuff. This isn't me, but you're trying to teach the whole team, you know, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you guys kind of go around that? Well, you know, at, at sounds true. We have a set of our published core values and mm -hmm. one of our core values is a commitment to grow and transform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not necessarily for everybody. Right. And so, for example, this is a long time ago. So this is, I'm talking 20 years ago before that core value was even stamped on our business. But it was something inside of me that was really important. And we had an organizational consultant that was teaching us how to have difficult conversations with each other where we express our needs. And he was saying, you know, the first thing you have to do is identify how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And then you have to say to the person that you're working with on your team, here's what I need. And mm -hmm. then you ask the person, what do you need? So at the time I had a COO and we were doing these practices. And afterwards he said, look, Tammy, my wife's been trying to get me to talk about my feelings and what I'm feeling and what I need for years. And she hasn't been successful. Why do, why do you think you're going to be successful at work? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. And I said, I don't think sounds true is a fit then for you. Mm -hmm. This isn't a fit. This culture is not a fit for you mm -hmm. because I need, especially in someone in that kind of role, Someone who wants to do that kind of inner work and discovery where you are able to share with us how you can't just sit at the table with your arms crossed yeah. and say that you're part of the kind of culture we want mm -hmm. and that that's okay. That's not okay here. And then yeah. as our business has grown and changed, we've you know been more clear about these are our values so that we magnetize employees who are resonant and can actually contribute to our culture. So we ask people in the job interview, here are our core values. What can you bring to help us animate these values even more at work? How are you going to contribute? Can you talk to the values? And, you know, they have to have something they can say to it. So we don't create the situation where we're hiring people who don't want to grow and transform. Yeah. I was just going to ask, you know, if, if you're, um, a business owner, you know, and you're hiring and you're in that process, how do you, what are some things you could ask that you make sure that they're aligned yeah. with, with kind of the values and, and, you know, besides mm -hmm. just saying, Hey, are you mindful? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how many people would, I mean, I guess if someone was mindful, they would understand, but or if they're waking up, yeah, you know I'm just, I mean? I'm just curious on maybe some, some questions that people yeah. or maybe that you've asked in the past. Yeah. Well, one of the questions, as I said, that I really like to ask people is, uh, I presume you've gone on our website, you've read our mission, mm -hmm. uh, you've read our core values. Uh, can you speak to how those are meaningful to you? Yeah. How are they meaningful to you in your life? So that's a really simple mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. Uh, often what I do, and I have my own strange interviewing style. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is a little strange, but I try to figure out what underneath it all is the meaning structure that this person is operating with? Like what really matters to them? And because I want to have a sense of their character and what is really their deep motivation as a person. So that's often I try to understand that and ask questions. And, you, you know, I watch because when you when people start talking about their life, there are moments when they light up, you mm -hmm. know, what? Oh, do they yeah. light up about your core values? Maybe not. <laughs> do they, you know, do they only light up uh, about their questions about, uh, you know, how much vacation time they're going to get? I mean, I'm giving right. a, whatever example, like what lights them up? 
And that's important to me to, to witness that, to see that. Wow. That's really cool. So you're just kind of picking and prodding. You're asking a, uh, a big shotgun effect of, of questions, and then you're kind of seeing what lights them up. What happens if nothing lights them up? What happens if they're kind of, not that this happens, what if it, they kind of just kind of feel kind of flatlined? Does that mean that they're not a good fit? Or does that mean that there's opportunity to help them oh. find these explosive moments in their life? Uh, if I found that in somebody, I might start asking them some questions. And actually, you know, I'm pretty direct. Um, maybe you can already feel that in this conversation. But yeah. but I would say something like, I notice you seem to have uh, somewhat of a, of a flat tone of voice as we're having this discussion. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to understand that more. What's your experience of yourself, of your own enthusiasm and right. excitement? What turns you on? Like, I don't want to have to try to guess. I'm guessing over here, you know, let mm -hmm. me play this back for you, but tell me what's going on inside. And, I, you know, I'd want to really try to put them in a corner and see if they could have that level of self-awareness and self-reflection and share what's mm -hmm. going on. I mean, maybe they might say I'm nervous and I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. You know, so it could, there could be a lot of things. Wow. Love that. We ask a lot about culture and like, what, are, what is like a, uh, interview question that we ask is what is a um, what does a perfect weekend look like for you? Once they once you ask that, they say the couple things they do, and then it maybe leads down a rabbit hole of better understanding, you know, better understanding of the good. character, like you said before. Yeah. So. What what do they look What do they look for in leadership? That's mm -hmm. another question. That's we a ask. Huge like, one. What do you look for in leadership? What is it that you would hopefully mm -hmm. see from your from your leaders? And usually we can kind of prod a little bit more mm -hmm. on what they say. Yeah. Those are good questions. Yeah. I love it. So I know one of the interview topics that you, you commonly kind of talk about is inner skills versus hard skills in the mm -hmm. post-pandemic economy. So before we wrap it up, I would love to kind of ask a little bit more about that. Why, sure. why is the inner skills so important um, in this kind of new, this new life sure. economy that we're kind yeah. of heading towards right now? Sure. Well, well, a couple of things. First of all, sometimes people talk about it as soft skills and hard skills. And one of the, faculty members of the inner MBA, Jeremy Hunter, who teaches in the Peter F. Drucker School of Management. He said it really should be hard skills and the hardest skills. Yeah. And uh, I like that because I think there's a slight, when you hear the word soft skills, it's kind of like, well, you know, yeah. come on. But it's not like that. And it's interesting just to quote another faculty member from the inner MBA, this gentleman, Ed Hess. Ed Hess is a futurist and he used to teach at the Darden School at the University of Virginia, the business school, the Darden Business yep. School. Okay. And he talks about how we're entering an age, which is not a surprise, of automation, where mm -hmm. more and more jobs will be automated. And as that happens, basically, how will you and I and our listeners not be replaced in the smart digital age? How will we not be replaced by robots? What are the capacities mm -hmm. that we need? And they're the capacities of creativity. They're the capacities of deep feeling. Mm. Uh, he's teaching a special module on innovation because automated right. activities can't come up with something that's never been thought of before. We humans, we do that. We see and feel what's emergent, what's needed. We're the ones who connect with each other in a special kind of warm feeling sensitive way. And if you want to be uh, gainfully employed in the future, it's mm -hmm. these deep human capacities mm -hmm. that we need to focus on. And he said to me, you know, look, Tammy, the inner MBA, this is where 
traditional conventional business school education is going in 10 years, the kinds of skills you're teaching now Mm -hmm. in this nine month online program from a, you know, interesting uh, wisdom based media company over here on the side, what you're teaching is going to be mainstream business education 10 years from now. This is what people are going to be learning. And I think he's right. I think he he's seeing what's around the corner. 100%. You are. You know, and I know this doesn't sound silly, but like, (laughs) I think at the end of the day, if everyone would just realize that everyone is human, just like the rest of of who you are or who I am, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if you are the janitor or the CEO of the Mm -hmm. largest company in the world, we all put our pants on the same way. We all have feelings. We all have worth. And we give to the world in a different way rather than so many people that have these pretentious or assumptions that they know more or they are better because of whatever title is or money they make. It's like at the end of the day, if you would just look at someone like you're looking at yourself in the mirror and just respect humans, I I feel like that hopefully that's where we're heading. Absolutely. You know, what, what, what the, this inner MBA program is teaching is just right online. Parallel rather than hierarchy. It's like, we're all the, we're all people. Yeah. And even there can be, uh, you know, a level of hierarchy, although one of the things I've gotten really clear about is that the purpose of an organizational hierarchy is to push authority down Mm. as much as possible, as much as you can in the organization versus centralizing it at the top. So organize a good hierarchy that pushes authority down into the people who are Mm. actually doing the work as much as you can. And, uh, you know, I think this notion, though, of deep respect, honoring human dignity and collaboration, that's where we're going. And yeah. briefly, I just want to say I was talking to a CEO the other day, someone I hadn't talked to in a long time, and he was talking to me about his fundraising plans and different things. And he said, well, you know, I have this person who's, uh, you know, wants us to have more of this kind of focus. But, you know, I'm going to put the hammer down and I'm going to put the hammer down and just put, you know, and I thought to myself, I don't know if you're going to be around in 10 years. This mm-hmm. whole le- this whole even approach, like I'm yeah. going to put the hammer down kind of thing. And it was like, we're not, you know, and I, I, I just thought that's that kind of command and control old right. school model. That's so, not where we're going. It's not what people want. It's not what's going to bring out the best in teams. Yep. Who are you going to hire? No one wants to work for that person when nope. you can work for the competitor and have that worth and feeling and inclusion of, of respect. And, and growth. And growth. And personally and, and professionally. Wow. Love it. Well, Tammy, awesome. We always ask our guests, mm-hmm. if there's a two or three liner that you hope someone in, in listening to this podcast takes away from, what is it? Okay, good question. <laughs> That's right. a good one. You've really, you, but I think it's, don't separate your heart and values from your business and work. Make it one unified mm-hmm. expression of your soul. Love that. I that, love that. Yes. Oh, man, we could go another 45 minutes. But, uh, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yes, seriously, because that combines passion, which is what we talk about yep. all the time on our podcast. I'm, yeah, I'm going to kind of So as we wrap this up, Tammy, where can people find you? Find about Sounds True. Sure. MBA. Yeah, come visit us at soundstrue.com. And then to learn more about the inner MBA, inner MBA program.com. And our next cohort begins in the middle of September.
Wow. Should probably Beautiful. Well, awesome, Sounds Tammy. Thank, thank you so, so much. much for joining us on. An All right. Thank you. Thank Biz Brothers. Great work. <laughs> if you haven't yet, please check us out anywhere you type in Biz Bros. Subscribe to us. Follow us in our journey. And uh, we look forward to bringing another yes. episode, another thought leader just like Tammy to you guys mm -hmm. here real soon. So thanks for joining us. And we will see you on the next Biz Bros podcast.